gotta know when to roll them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count them. When the deal is done. Four, eleven, two zero two two. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm not in South Florida, but it's a five. It's early five twenty six on the sundial. Sun ain't out yet though. Where I am today, it is fifty degrees. That's right. I said it. Five zero fifty cent. Yikes. I didn't sign up for this. But this podcast is not about this trip. The next podcast will be about this trip. This podcast is about the last trip I was on. Houston, Texas. I like to open this segment up by saying, fuck you, Spirit Airlines. You ain't shit. And your mama's a hoe. The flight over there first off. Uh, I felt like it was people standing behind the plane. Because the plane needed a jump. And they was pushing it for the pilot to pop the clutch. It was such a rough taxiway that I almost felt like the train was sputtering and about to run out of gas and perhaps the high, the pilot was going to walk around and collect the next... In half a mile, turn right onto Florida 77 South. Sorry, GPS. But I felt like the pilot was going to pass by and collect another 5 to $10 from every one of us. It sucked. When we landed, take the next right onto Florida 77 South. Hold on, let me see if I can do something about this GPS. Bear with me, please. Okay, so when we landed, um, this was a bounce landing. There was nothing smooth about this landing at all. It was, it was a bounce landing. We hit the ground. We kind of came up a little bit. We hit the ground. We kind of came up a little bit. We hit the ground. And you know those those um, luggage compartments that are above your head? A couple of those kind of, the latch kind of gave way. Yep. And immediately uh, I went to church. I went to thanking God, praising God. You know, talking about I was going to, um, talking about I was going to be in church on Sunday. And all kind of other um, temporary promises that I, that I made. Uh, contingent upon just being safe. I know I messed up, but Easter Sunday's coming up, and Lord, I'm gonna do my best to try to make it to the sunrise service. I'll do my best. So I get to Houston, and I check in. I'm gonna give you specific places so you don't get yourself caught up in the same um, 
foolishness that I did. I had reservations at the... So let me back up a little bit. I had a... My rental car reservations were through budget, through my, my own business account, through the corporate account. I was worried because budget was closed, but by the time I got to the rental car center, which you have to take a bus to, um, budget was closed, but I didn't know that budget was an entity that was also under the umbrella of Avis. So the people at Avis were very polite and very kind. They made me feel very welcome. So shout out to that young man that made me feel really welcome. Gave me a list of um, spots to eat at so my fat ass could um, indulge. And also bought a BAMathletics.com pre-workout right in front of me. It's pretty dope. Um, I also met a gentleman on the plane named Joseph. My government name is Joseph. He was super cool. He was a veteran. Um, he had been through some things. His girlfriend stationed in Doral, but he lives in Houston, Texas. He flies back and forth. He's a single father, has custody of his children. Young man, swole. He was a great dude. Had a great conversation. Made me feel very, very welcome. Listen, by the time I got into my rental car, I had accounted for three internet sales already. That's badass. I, I, I can't begin to, to, to thank the people, and I'm sure they're going to tune into my podcast now because um, they made it so. They, 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 people were, were very warming. They were very um, accepting. So now, let's get to the Radisson. Um, hey, Radisson. Nah, bruh. Never again. You hear me? Never again. There was a young lady in the front when I walked in, and she was super polite, so this is not about her. Um, actually, there is something about her. She gave me room 106. She said that's where my reservations were. She said everything was paid off, no problem. Gave me room 106. I go to room 106 with the card. I swipe the card. Uh-uh. Nope, you're not getting in. You're not getting in. I go to the young lady and tell her, hey, the, the card's not working. So she reprograms the card. Back to me. Go back. 106. I swipe. Uh uh. Not getting in. No, you're not getting in. You're not getting in, bam. Not getting in. Go back and tell the young lady, hey, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I hate to be a bother. But this card is still not operational. She says, oh, uh, our system's been a little weird lately. No problem. So she takes a whole nother card out, reprograms that card. I take that card down to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 106. Get to 106. Swipe. I'm starting to feel um, those moments before I'm not going to say I got money But I'm starting to feel like those moments before I had any money Where when I swiped my debit card I wasn't sure there was a 50-50 chance That I was going to be approved or declined It's an uneasy feeling I go back to the young lady And I tell her what happened She said, well, maybe you're not swiping it right I said, ma'am Upon entering the card There's nothing else you can do except Um penetrate and retract and in and out more or less and the red light comes on but the green light comes on and ma'am the green light is is in fact not coming on it's red light it's a red light situation she says huh as if it's my fault she shifts her weight she's frustrated she says let me deal with this one customer which the customer in front of me was kind of swole he was a bodybuilder dude he asked me you know i'm a little bit swole he asked me what i did 
you know, we started having a conversation while she was processing um, his stay. And he ended up buying the 400 degree supplement from BamAthletics.com right in front of me. I thought it was cool as shit. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Now, let's get back to my room. The gentleman goes on his way. She comes from behind the countertop. Um, we walk down to 106. She pushes 106 in, pulls out, pulls Push the car in, pull it out, wiggling and jiggling. These, you know what? We've been having problems with this specific door. There's a trick to it. Let me show you. She sticks the car in, sticks the car out. As she's showing me how to shimmy and jimmy, I hear, hey, I'm in here. The goddamn car didn't work because she had already given the room to someone else. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now, Perhaps I'm not on the heavier side of the equation because I'm not already in that room and someone isn't attempting to. A B and E. As I'm sleeping. So she's come. Of course, she's apologetic. She realizes her error. And we get back to the um, to the desk. And she says, I'm you know what? I'm so sorry, sir. I'm going to give you a sweet. I said a sweet. S-U-I-T-E. Sweet. S-W-E-E-T. Dude, where's your car? She gets my car programmed, sends me on my way with a bottle of Dasani water. You know, it's very important that you hydrate. I go down to room 135, which is on the opposite side of the corridor. 106 was on the right. I go to the left. Now, as I'm walking down, it, it actually it looks pretty damn clean. And I look down toward the end of the um at the end of the hallway, and I see um a Regina steamer carpet cleaner. Somebody had the carpet cleaner out, so it it was it was pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Passed by the indoor pool, which for sure I'm gonna swim in. You know later on in the evening or the, you know, the following day. That, those are my plans. I get to 135. It's all the way at the end. This is sweet. I'm ready. I open up the door and what the fuck? Yo, I've come pretty far in my life and there was a time when I lived um, hand in hand, elbow in elbow, um, kumbaya, with cockroaches. Roaches. I don't, I don't want to live that way anymore. And there was roaches in my room. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Put the car back. Ma'am. Um, I'm sorry. I, I know I've seen you a few times this evening. And perhaps I seem like I'm a complainer. But I, I, I only want what I pay for. She says, what's the I understand. What's the matter, sir? I said, yeah, um, there are roaches in, in my room. She said, oh, we recently um, sprayed. And that's what the smell was that I was smelling, that they were covering up um, the spray smell with, I guess, their sanitation and um, wipe-down technique. 
Ended up getting me another room. Which that was another suite. Whatever's on the opposite side. Like I'm tired of shit. I walk in. There's light bulbs out. Yeah, there's light bulbs out. Um, smells a little funny. There's actually food in the fridge from the last person who stayed there. AC unit um, looked like the Hulk and McGruff got together on a joint effort and took a bite out of crime. Um, one of the leg, one of the legs on the bed was uh, was sloping like that Bobby Brown haircut in the 1990s. Control. Sucked, man. But I was tired, boss. I got in like about midnight. So by the time, you know, and then I went to Jack in the Box. I left that part out. My fat ass had to get that, 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 those jumbo, um, those popcorn shrimp and those, those popcorn chicken and, and the jumbo shrimp. And, and it was, it was on point. It definitely was on point. Um, so Radisson, never again, never again. I'd like to interject right now and say that any female that has ever been a part of my life in a romantic sense. Um, be it nine year relationship that I was in be it um, my marriage um, be it in uh, more in, in a you know equally serious um, setting um, perhaps it was in the you know we had a casual relationship uh, friends with benefits one night stand hey I'm not above the law I mess up sometimes but at any rate any female that has shared the comfort of my bosom Slept on my chest, cuddle up in the evening time. If when it's time to wakey wakey, after we go night night, and you go to the bathroom, yeah, you go to the bathroom, and whatever the plan is for the day, maybe you're getting up, you're getting your your underwear, thongs, I hope, and you're going on about your business, or maybe we're spending the day together. Who knows? But if you, in fact, have ever in your life used my toothbrush, you nasty as fuck, man. You nasty. You nasty, man. And I saw something the other day that made me think of this. Do you ever wake up, brush your teeth, and your toothbrush is already wet? Yeah. Girl, you nasty. Fast forward. I'm driving all over Houston. Shout out to Manny Ferrero who um, got me some classes in business and, and um, just got me some classes in business and sports engine type stuff. It helped, helps me out tremendously in the growth and, and progress of the things that I want to do moving forward. Um, I go eat breakfast. I don't even remember the name of the joint, and I probably wouldn't name them anyway because I don't, I'm not getting no sponsorship money. But I had Fruity Pebbles French Toast. That was amazing! And it came with a scoop of ice cream that was rolled and, in, and inserted within the ice cream had Fruity Pebbles. My friends... I'm not sure what true happiness is. But this may equate to that emotion. Not sure. Not sure at all. But let me get to the point. The point is, the people in Houston, anyone and everyone that I came in contact with, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you and thank you again. I don't really take a lot of things seriously. I don't. I'm a jackass. Uh, I'm a jackass. By trade, um, in life, I'm a jackass. I'm, I'm not going to be so emotionally driven where things in my life cause me uh, mental anguish or emotional damage. So I don't take a lot of things seriously. So just for a second, I want to be a little serious and let you know how great of a city Houston is. Those five or six days, however long I was there, I mean, I, I want to tell you how great, how absolutely great of a city Houston is. I don't want to talk about things in black and white because I myself um, make fun of the race baiters. I make fun of people who see things um, in the racist aspect. And I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. But what I am saying is, is until it's in my lap, um, I don't really give a shit about what goes on, you know, a hundred miles away. And not to say that I don't care about the things that don't concern me. But my entire point in this is um, I don't even have a blinker on my steering wheel Because I plan to always remain in my lane And that's applicable across the board You can um, piece and, and, and glue that in However you want it Cut and paste But I, I just plan to always stay in my own lane Stay out of matters that don't concern me and when racism lands in my lap, then I'll deal with it. And I'm not saying that I'm no super tough guy, but I'm just saying, like I said, then, then I'll deal with it. But let's move on. But in a black and white sense, in black and white terms, I, myself, as a black man, I know a lot of you guys know me personally, and maybe you haven't noticed, but I'm black. I'm black. So I, myself, as a black man, have never gone to a place and this doesn't go to say that people aren't friendly but I've never gone to a place me myself as a black man visited a foreign city I don't when I say foreign obviously it's still in the United States I mean foreign to me but I've never gone to a foreign city and other black people especially black men went out of their way to make me feel welcome to make me feel at home, um, to make me feel comfortable. There was restaurants that I sat at, and I'll sit down, I'll break out my laptop, I'll have my tablet in my lap and my phone in my hands, and I'll be uh, conducting business. Conducting business. And doing my best to stay uh, well aware of what's going on around me and my surroundings, but nonetheless, I I'll be doing business. And... I've never been in a place where black people, and as I said, black men, have gone to such measures to make me feel comfortable. I'd be sitting and eating by myself, and there was, I'm going to say four occasions where they were so persistent that they wouldn't take no for an answer, that they were like, hey, come sit over here and eat with us. There's no reason for you to sit. And eat by yourself And I'm like no no I'm good I'm good I'm, I'm handling some business I'm good And there's still like there's still no reason For you to be alone For you to be by yourself So I would in fact Pick up my belongings Or there was a time where I didn't pick up my belongings And they picked up Their food and sat with me 
And I always say that sitting down, eating with someone, breaking bread, is when you're at your most vulnerable point. So that in turn makes sharing a meal with someone an intimate setting. And man, did these folks make me feel comfortable. Did they make me feel comfortable? You know, Houston people got their own, you know, they got their, their own vernacular. They got a Southern drawl, their own vocabulary. So immediately I was, um, I, immediately I was pointed out as, as being an outsider, not being from the, from Houston. But man, I got to tell you, they made me feel like I was at home again for the first time. Um, the food in Houston... The barbecue was amazing. The Mexican food was amazing. In turn, the bathrooms and the toilets were amazing. <laughs> um, well over 20 online sales generated as a, um, the, the days that I was there. I got a chance to work out at the Fitness Connection, which is a fitness facility that I love visiting when I'm out of town, especially when I'm in Texas. Um, I just, I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about it. Um, someone taught me a while ago that love makes everything better. Uh, come to find out, I'm not even sure if that person actually really loved me because since then, things have gone to the left, not even in a, like, a romantic sense. That's not what I'm talking about, but they've gone to the left to a point where... Uh, perhaps them themselves were being a tad bit selfish and we're all guilty of it but this just um, reinforced that notion to be fat love makes every single thing better there's nothing anyone's gonna do or say to change my mind but it also makes me realize that me growing up, and I'm not faulting my parents, that I didn't, I, I wasn't groomed with enough love. And as I'm attempting to break that chain, something that me, Shane, and um, Brittany spoke about very recently, as I attempt to break that chain with my own son, I'm realizing how absolutely difficult love is and that goes on both ends me attempting to give it to my son and people in my life attempting to love me it's very very difficult it's very very difficult so on the heels of, of people um, embracing me I guess I would just want to say patience patience Love will make everything better. But if you're not patient enough to accept someone for what they're going through or their faults, it's going to make it seem like you never loved them at all. And if you're not patient enough to learn how to accept love when perhaps you were spawned in an environment that just wasn't very loving, you're going to miss out on a lifetime of opportunities. Bam.